Hey, PT listeners, we've been working on something special at Tier 11, something that I can say without exaggeration or without hesitation will produce better ad optimization and increased conversions and have a profound impact on the amount of data you can send back to all your ad platforms. That includes Meta, that includes TikTok, that includes Google, and we call it X-Ray Tag. And it's only available to Tier 11 customers. A lot of businesses think that it's Black Friday, it's the holiday season, and once they actually get through that, then they'll worry about next year. Well, now is the time for you to start gathering all the data that you can to set yourself and your business up for success in 2024. X-Ray Tag replaces all the potpourri of pixels, cappies, cookies with one single implementation that sends higher quality first-party data back to all your ad platforms. In fact, in our early testing, we've seen a 40 to 100% increase in event matching quality, aka EMQs in Meta, which translates into better ad optimization and increased conversions. So if you feel like your ads are flying blind, head on over to tier11.com forward slash x-ray to get early access. Clients to sign up before the end of the year, move to the front of the line, and we are only offering this for the PT listener like yourself. So head on over to tier11.com forward slash x-ray. Don't miss out. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns, and this is the show where we share cutting-edge strategies on acquiring leads and sales for your business through paid traffic. And today we're going to be revisiting the case study Kasim and I went through a few weeks back with the real brains behind the success of that case study. And that was the one for personal injury lawyers where we got 315 signed cases, which ended up turning into so many cases, in fact, that uh, their contact messaged us in Slack this past week and said, please slow down the traffic. You guys have created too many cases for us and we actually don't have the capacity for it. So we've slowed down their scaling, which I think in the last episode where Kasim and I went through this in a two-part series, definitely check that out. We'll leave links in the show notes for that. Uh, we were just scaling up there. So uh, we actually reached the capacity, which sometimes does happen uh, and uh, it's certainly not the first time this has happened for a tier 11 client. So, uh, but today, the star of the show really is Tom, Maria, Lynn, and Ollie, as well as Nick, our crack team. And uh, they're going to be going a little bit deeper into some of the strategies we used that also used uh, how we leverage their offline advertising, which I think is really important. We haven't really talked about that, sort of the the harmonization between offline billboards, TV, OTT, like all that sort of stuff, display advertising, and the online more direct response advertising, as well as we'll be talking a little bit more about on-page SEO and how SEO actually did uh, contribute to the success of this client. So 315 signed cases, which means these are actual cases that will turn into a settlement for their clients. So we're impacting the world in a very positive way. These are typically people that are just getting the runaround by their insurance company and have their bills mounting up and... Um, it's a very much a purpose-driven case study here where we have done some pretty great things for these guys. So we're going to tune into our sister podcast over at the Customer Acquisition Show, which is also a YouTube channel as well. So you can see this one actually on YouTube with some screen captures. We'll leave links in the show notes there. So take it away, Tom, Nick, Maria, Lynn, and Ollie. 
You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Was your Black Friday Cyber Monday not quite as great as you wanted it to be? Did you feel like you were leaving money on the table? You knew you could have made more sales, but you just didn't know where that money was lying on the table? Well, it's probably because you have some blind spots in your business. We here at Perpetual Traffic want to make 2024 your best year ever. And now is the time to plan for it and set yourself up for 2024. It is not after the first of the year because by the time you actually start doing your planning after January 1st, you've already missed a month. So get that planning done now and do it on us. We are giving away 10 free audits, which goes through all of your ad platforms, all the platforms that you're spending money on right now, or maybe the ones that you're maybe not spending money on, but we feel that there is a great opportunity for you to spend and scale and grow. We'll also look at everything after the click for your CRO, your conversion architecture, as we call it. We'll even analyze your email sequences. And most importantly, we'll look at your data how you're actually capturing visitors' information, and how it's tracking all the way to your CRM or whatever your source of truth is. And we do this through a comprehensive audit where we rate each section of your customer acquisition path, give you a rating, and then give some recommendations as to what you should do in order to have 2024 be the best year ever. Now, we're only going to offer this for 10 lucky businesses in the month of December. Okay, that's it. That's the only capacity that we have. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash audit. Fill out the form and let's make 2024 the best year ever. Good morning and welcome to, I guess, good morning for me. Happy whatever time of the day for the rest of you. Welcome to the next episode of the Customer Acquisition Show. We've got a big one today, as you can tell by the heavy hitters on this. There's lots of repeat guests, our CEO and founder, Ralph Burns. And this is one that we're really proud of. This is a case study that we just completed for a personal injury lawyer client that we had. And this is the team that basically turned around their online advertising. So I don't know much about the case study. I'm going to let you guys run with it. I think we'll start with Ralph and just setting up how this client came to us and what their problems were. And we'll just take it through the timeline from there. Yeah, thanks, Tom. This is the dream team with my myself as the lone exception on the customer acquisition show. <laughs> because the reason I'm so proud of this case study is because it represents everything that's great about Tier 11. It's all the things that we do really well all coming together and working in synergy between tracking, which is like the most boring thing, but the most vital and important thing at the end of the day. Google, obviously, with Nick and Ollie and their team, copywriting on Lynn's side, as well as overall offer and, and optimization. Maria with conversion architecture, which is our after the click. And I guess I'm representing sort of the Facebook side, the meta side. We pulled everything all together for all these different channels, all these different tools to create some pretty remarkable results in a really freaking hard niche that is expensive it is cutthroat. Many agencies fail in this space. It's a space that I worked in five or six years prior to really establishing Tier 11 as more of a social media brand. And bringing all these sort of channels together between social interruption marketing, intent-based marketing, after the click, very convoluted tracking, long conversion windows, 
bringing it all together with ultimately signed cases for a personal injury law firm, which is what they really care about. They don't necessarily care about calls and leads, but most agencies, they really report on calls and leads, and that's their metric. We report on, and Nick and Ollie and everyone here will talk about this, is signed cases. That's what matters. And that's where we feel as an organization, like this is a great case study because not only is the client one of the best in the U.S., in the nation. And lawyers just get sometimes bad kind of rap. These are not one of those people. They do not take themselves seriously. They're very serious about what they do. They have a great brand. They've done a lot in Super Bowl advertising, super approachable, very cool to work with, patient. They understand it. They're a great law firm. And as a result of that, they got 315 signed cases for people who really needed their service which is what we're all about here at Tier 11. It is getting, putting a product or service offering out there to cold traffic, bringing that business in to actually help people make their lives better. And yeah, there is a financial element of this. If all of those cases hit on the average value for a case, it, they'll make millions and millions of dollars for their law firm. But more importantly, they'll make millions for their clients. And I think that's the reason why I'm so proud of this is because we're able to do this as a team with a client that just really got it, understood it, and is out there to do good. And uh, I think that's what we all strive to do every single day here. Yeah, pretty excited about it, Tom. That's my long-winded explanation of what this whole thing is about. Perfect. Well, let's set the stage a little bit. What's the current climate of personal injury lawyer marketing? And what are some major problems and errors that personal injury lawyers experience generally, and this one specifically when they came to us? Ollie, do you want to answer this one? So our resident uh, personal yes. injury secret weapon here, Ollie LaBoy, has extensive experience in this space. So Ollie, I think, yeah, did you answer this one? Yeah, the biggest obstacle would be the price. When you want to be a buyer on that niche, it's, the traffic is so expensive that it's really hard to get involved in a campaign because it can cost you a lot of money. So you want to be, every time you, you do a campaign in for a law firm, is it personal injury lawyers or mass tort, you have to really be ready. The, the page has to be ready, the traffic has to be ready, and everything has to be really prepared, and the tracking also. So that's the biggest challenge. Is right, because when you're paying... All good. Yeah. On average, you're paying at least, usually at least $50 plus per click. Yeah. And as we've seen, sometimes up to hundreds and hundreds of dollars for a click. If you're going to run, try and get thousands of visitors to a page just to test, you're going to run up the budget pretty quickly. Yeah, Nick, I know a lot of our conversations when I talk about marketing for Tier 11, you say marketing agencies like the second most expensive marketing <laughs> out there. But the number right. one is personal injury lawyer. Yeah, and we're really what we're talking about here is Google ads, just to be clear, because when you're doing Google search ads, when you're in personal injury, the cost per clicks, it's like the boss level Google ads. It's the most difficult niche. And when you're advertising an agency like us, you're competing against all the other agencies who really know their tactics as well. So it's like, how do you get that edge? And for Mike Moss Law, the thing is, they're, they're out of home digital advertising. Sorry, out of home advertising. All their top of funnel advertising is really strong, like their TV commercials, their messaging mics. Mike's a very well known person in Michigan, especially Detroit. And all that was really on point. That helps as well. But there were so many question marks around their digital marketing mix. 
and they just didn't know what was working. And they had assumed that Facebook ads the meta from the meta platform just wouldn't work for them. Yeah, I think most people in the US can identify with their local personal injury lawyers, like really having strong, clear messaging on TV. But how does that so that's part of the overall customer acquisition path, right? That's just the brand awareness, getting in front of people becoming known. Like how does digital marketing fit into that generally? And what do we do specifically for Mike Morris? I guess these days, if somebody wants to get in contact, unless they remember the phone number, and there is an 855 call Mike, which is catchy. But if they don't remember that, how are they going to find Mike Morse? You know, this was actually something that we changed in the new process for Mike Morse. So they used to have these big advertising on television and all these other platforms. And the majority of the advertising was focused towards Mike Morse and like showing his face and connecting with the law firm. But what we did in the new process was more of focusing the attention on their clients and what and their cases and what they've previously done and focusing less on them as a law firm and more on the clients and the cases they won in the past. So this transition, I think, had a big effect on the performance of this new firm. It's more about helping people. The direction should be about branding, helping people instead of personal branding. It's okay for our awareness, but you have to show them you want help. Because some of the case studies are really moving and the common theme seems to be that insurance company we all have insurance but then when we're in an accident we really need insurance it's when the insurance companies won't pay and this can be devastating so i think when maria and lynn identified for the messaging and for the landing page and everything like this we need to focus on the end customers show these stories that that can be really moving Yeah, we put the story, if I remember correctly, in the landing page featured a case study story. So, you know, from the person, the victim's voice, like second fold, right? So initial call to action, trust points, story with video and text and making it really readable so that the litigant can look and go or the the victim can look and go, oh, that's me. Yeah, that's how I feel. Like, I was surprised too when I called my insurance and they were just like, here's a hundred bucks. Or I thought they would protect me. And kudos to them that they had so many stories already we could pull from. But I would bet that any law firm has these, right? It's just using them. And yeah, I bet that made a difference. Let's talk about the research that goes into the customer voice, right? If you think about what's the person who's going to be interacting with this site? What's their current emotional state? And what do they need? So there's... A couple of things. One, so if we're looking at psychographics and emotional state, and this is where lawyers, before I get into that, where lawyers often get it wrong, and which we were very deliberate about for this client, is that lawyers often speak with lawyer speak, right? They pass the LSAT and the bar, and they know how to write these really complex legal documents, and then they put all of that in their website. When the average American consumer has like a fifth grade reading level and doesn't understand these complex terms. So right away, we have to understand, and we did address this in our copy, that we had to make it as human as possible. Not a lawyer website for other lawyers, but a lawyer website and landing page for the consumers. These people are frustrated. They don't trust lawyers. They don't trust the the legal market. They don't trust the courts. They're pissed off. Everybody else's website looks exactly the same or has the same messaging, we had to find ways to differentiate. Yeah, I think pissed off, scared, not trusting, confused, 
overwhelmed. These are people, their lives are full. They might work one or two jobs, especially on top of being injured. Dealing with the medical system is hard enough, let alone also insurance companies. They may not have a car. Like they're overwhelmed. And the last thing they want to do is talk to a lawyer. That's where they're at. And saying we're the best law firm does nothing, (laughs) nothing to address any of those concerns. Yeah. So they're just like, they've been screwed by their insurance. They've been in this accident. It feels like the world's against them. They don't have trust Mm -hmm. of anything. So you come at this from like, how do we build trust and give them comfort to call us and know that we're on their side? Yep, exactly. So human language, of course, trust factors. They have a bazillion awards because they're amazing. Putting that there, but not leading with we're the top Michigan law firm. So that's not the main hook. The main hook is helping people leading with a story, addressing objections, just making it as human friendly as possible. Yeah. I think it also a huge part of this and part of the brilliance and the simplicity of a lot of this is that I think, Lynn, that this was your work, is that you identified two very distinct avatars on two very distinct platforms. So somebody who's just experienced a car accident is maybe even at the site of the accident itself. And we even gave, we give these people like their names, accident Andy in this particular case. But like these people are in the throes of actually a trauma of this just occurring. Or maybe very shortly thereafter, maybe after they call their insurance company, if you talk to personal injury lawyer, it's the worst thing you can do. You should call them first. Anyway. Say, by the way. But then secondly is the people who, like my, before I knew what a personal injury lawyer was, like I would never call a personal injury lawyer. I see the signs, I see the billboards and everything, but it's the after. I just think it's a scam. Like the yeah, average person yeah. probably thinks it's a scam. Totally. Like, totally. Like, yeah. Guys standing in front of a courthouse with their arms folded, injured in an accident. You know what I mean? It's like this whole <laughs> billboards. Like, yeah. yeah. Let me show you all my trust factors on the billboard. Like I don't even, I don't care about any of that. Like the second avatar is more suited for what we refer to as the meta platforms where we speak and advertising speak here. That's Facebook, Instagram, Messenger, soon to be WhatsApp, audience network, all that stuff. So those are interruption-based platforms. So that secondary avatar is very different than our accident Andy, who just had the car accident. But these people are, I had the accident. Now maybe my bills are starting to pile up. Now I'm still out of work. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, like, I don't have any money. Like I'm down to my last $1,000 in my checking account, or my hip really hurts, or my knee aches, or if I'm mm-hmm. having trouble like remembering things and I see an ad on Meta, I'm not searching car accident lawyer. So that is a very distinct message from somebody who's in the here and now. And that's the beauty, I think, of this case study. One of the multiple parts of it is that those avatars lended themselves to two very different types of platforms, which led to ultimately the result of 315 signed cases in in four months. And which is an insane result that I think any private, any personal injury lawyer would kill for. But I think it starts with a lot of that is just seeing it from the avatars, the client's perspective and not making it our client, our Mike Morris, how great we are perspective mm-hmm. at work. And I think that message really is one of the huge reasons why this was so successful and continues to be. Yeah. Yeah, there's that educational component. I don't, I'm not a lawyer, but I think in Michigan, they have something like eight years. It's years that they have after the accident to actually file something. And most people don't know that. People don't know their rights. 
don't know what's possible. And a lot of people have been in accidents. <laughs> yeah. So if you can hit them with the, hit them, oh my gosh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> target them with the right you messaging. them with the right message. Yeah. And Just <laughs> I've got to say too, when the billboards, the advertising for lawyers in the USA, when coming from Australia, when, that's one of the first things I noticed. They're driving into a city and there's these massive billboards for lawyers. We just don't see that in Australia. Yeah, but they don't even make sense. They're like the hammer. It's like, what do you yeah. do? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hammer. That's true. Like they it all must work to some extent, day. right? If people keep doing it, spending so much money, there must be it must work somehow. Maybe not. Yeah, yeah. I think there's something to be said if you just saturate the market you're in with that silence, like that that awareness is there. But it's not the whole puzzle. Yeah. So, I guess first of all, would you say that this is repeatable for personal injury lawyers generally, wherever they are in the states? So, Ollie, we've worked with many firms all over the USA, from New York to, I know you've worked with a lot of different firms. So. I think, well, yeah, it's exactly what they said. It's, it's, it's really important that we see the victim into the website to, to address them, address their problem. And it, of course, any states, it's very, very important. And a lot of, I still see a lot of websites of personal injury lawyers. And the story, the copywriting is, no, it's not good. It's I am the best or not bad. People, they need help and they want to call you. If you, you, you touch them in a way. It's maybe it's too much, but they want to call you because of that. This story. is every lawyer. This is yeah. every, almost every legal website, to your point, Ollie, I've ever looked at. Not just in this practice area, all of them. Like you could swap attorney names on websites other than yeah. the bios. Yeah. Are we trying to say there's an element of ego marketing here? Yeah. I think it might be in there. Yeah, I think that we're on the same page that this is repeatable. So I'd like to get tactical here, stuff that anybody can take away. We already hit on messaging to getting in your client's shoes. We're saying that for personal injury, there's potentially two main avatars. One is those who are high intent, likely Googling for a solution. And those who may not realize that they have an option, they just have nagging injuries. And that's a bit more of the low intent interruption that we're talking about with you know, the social advertising, hoping that Facebook's going and any meta platform really is going to show the right ad at the right time to that person. So let's get a little bit more tactical, perhaps on the so next step after we've identified these avatars, what, go, what happens next? It's more, I think it's more Maria Aria now, Maria Aria, because it's more towards the people, the action. So we talked about the avatar, but you have also the situation. So people who just, for the, as an example, just got an accident, they're going to take their phone and they are going to search for a lawyer. So you have the mobile version of the website and the desktop version of the website where the desktop, it's more people after their accident and the mobile is more in the moment. If, if there's mm -hmm. a, a urgency and it's more about Maria Aria. So I'll leave Yeah, what we did specifically in that area for what Oli is mentioning is that we have completely different this is more of an advice for like generally, but it could be applicable to all law firms. We had a completely different desktop from mobile experience. So we're not talking about making the desktop version mobile optimized. We're talking about a different way that the mobile version is structured. This means that for mobile, we had this huge banner at the top of the page, which people can click and call on the phone immediately. 
we didn't really need that on desktop because it's not something that people do. And we can even be a little bit laid back on the desktop version because if people are searching on this on their computer, on their laptop, it means that this is probably something that is as urgent as it is if you're searching it on your phone and you need to make and you need to take an immediate action on, on whatever you're searching for. And yeah, this is more of like a general advice to not make just mobile optimizations and turn the desktop into mobile, but have completely different experiences for people and put yourself in there, see through their eyes and see how would they think when they land on the page that you're sending them to. Uh, That's it. Just one last thing. It's like, yeah. I, we, I know we are talking about lawyers, but I think it's true for a lot of industry. If you, if you fix yeah. roof, people to just uh, get a seating collapse, they're going to take their phone. Exactly. <laughs> they're yeah. not going to take the desktop. So you better make sure that you have the phone number directly on top so they, they can call directly at you. I really like to think of Oli in this project as the glue of the project. So he was everywhere. He was in all levels and everything. So we're all experts in our own field. But he was mm -hmm. making feedback on the copy. He was making optimizations on, on the funnel, like doing actual editing on the funnel. He was doing the media buying on Google. He was uh, giving advice on the Facebook media bank. So he was like, everywhere and making sure everything sticks together and works together as a team and i think this is also very a very big part of why this project was so successful because we were all aligned on the end goal and we were all working together i know ali one of the things you did in the google ads was you recognized that there was a lot of traffic too much traffic coming in for people searching for a personal injury lawyer but it was like related to slip and fall and workplace compensation and things like this. Mike Morris's priority is auto accidents and truck accidents, anything related to vehicles. So if they get a case from a slip and fall, even if it's a good case, they actually refer that case out to another firm and then they have to split. If there's a win, they have to split that, that, that win. So I, that, that's right. You even went down to looking at the keywords and we're identifying what keywords might attract slip and fall type profit, yeah, right? Because you have very low it's not low quality but you want a car accident settlement you don't want a traffic ticket complaint or mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's gonna give you one thousand when you pay five thousand for a kid it's not profitable so you want car accidents so you want to remove those potential keywords and yeah it's a, it, there's a lot of work into the keywords but it's a lot of work also as a team for copy and a lot of work the layout of the website because the, you you want the website to state that it's car accident it's not traffic ticket. Yeah. So. yeah we did that over and over again where possible i'm like car yeah. <laughs> like adding this where again the average personal injury lawyer is going to put everything they do yeah. right and we do this and this and when you have a focused landing page you just can't do that you know you got the more targeted and specific you get in the pain points and in how you describe the solution and the stories and the proof, the better. The next level is the truck accidents, right? We're going to be focusing specifically on truck accidents because they can be even bigger. It's high value because usually yeah. they, they have a minimum number. I remember well, it's, they have insurance for $1 million minimum. So it's usually big cases, but it's even more competitive than the car accidents. So you have maybe more expensive keywords even. 
Yeah. I don't want to gloss over what you guys just said, which is really important. And something that I think we were take a lot of pride in as like the partners on this is we weren't just solely focused on the effects of the digital advertising. Like you, you just both mentioned how we were thinking about the long, the longer term costs of getting bad leads for them. That's expensive for, for them sourcing, potentially having lawyers, lawyers charge a lot, like getting on calls with the wrong type of lead. So the work we do has massive effects on the basically the long-term cost of this. Part of this is being specific with the language we use and the targeting we use on the pages. Even though the specific funnel that we were working on was for car accidents. And now we're just moving to truck accidents, but we didn't do a funnel for car and truck accidents because this is this makes it a little bit more generic. And this is something that I've seen in not only personal injury lawyers, but any law firms. They just have this website with this huge list of services they offer. And like people need to scroll through and find what exactly they're looking for if they even are able to find it and makes it like, okay, am I really going to trust this person who does all of these things? Or am I going to trust someone who's really good at specifically what I'm looking for, which is a personal injury for a car accident? This is like a night and day difference positioning. Yep. And I think this has to resonate like in the moment, the two different avatars, but literally within three seconds, somebody has, they have to say, yeah, that's me. And if it's everything, if you're trying to be everything to everyone, you're nothing to anyone, really. And specificity is the key, I think, to really good digital marketing, digital advertising. You can say, oh, you're focusing on just these two avatars. Trust me, there is millions in revenue in just one or two avatars if you're in the right product niche, if you're in the right industry, like a niche of a niche of a niche is still probably a multi-million dollar business potentially. So it's speaking really to that avatar. It's not the slip and falls. It's not the workman's comp. They set those aside, let somebody else take those because plenty of personal injury lawyers do make their living doing those types of cases. This is not one of those cases. Are car accidents, truck accidents more lucrative for the law firm? Yeah, for sure. But this is also their specialty. There's there's such high demand for legal services. Ralph, I think you hit it. So many lawyers are reticent to pick a practice area. I mean, lawyers can't necessarily say we're an expert or we specialize because that's a legal certification thing that's unique to lawyers, but they can for sure focus on an avatar, really dig into a specific practice area and a specific focus in their practice area. And I think any law firm that does this would see, just like in every other business, would see more leads, more signed cases, better clients, like, and better results. All right. So we've talked about how we got got specific we stayed focused. We got into the heads and the conversations that the prospect was having. How about on the technical side? Is there anything we figured out there? I know the answer is yes. Yes, that's we definitely did. And talking to the marketing manager, it's just been so great to work with. So big shout out to Trudy there at the, at the firm. Before we started this, I warned her. I said, setting up this tracking, this is going to be a project. She said, is it going to be like pulling teeth? I said, possibly, but we're going to do it. And consider us your cosmetic dentists. <laughs> and Anesthesia. It, it actually look, it, it takes some time because this offline conversion track, and fortunately, Google's released, especially on the Google side, there's been some features released which make this a lot easier. But this, we set this up before these features were released. So the, to 
concisely explain this, if somebody contacts Mike Morse, they talk to the case intake team, then that case has to be reviewed before it's marked as a legitimate case. Sometimes this only takes a day or two. Sometimes it can take longer. So by the time that happens, we want to be able to send that information back to the ad platforms. So we're training those algorithms to recognize the highest likelihood of what's going to be assigned case. Now, these platforms, Google and Meta, they know so much, but they need to know how to join the dots. So these platforms know where we're driving, how fast we drive, how fast other people drive. So really, they can predict where accidents are likely going to happen. So if somebody contacts Mike Morse Law and the algorithms realize, look at all the different factors leading to this phone call or even submitting a form, they're going to be able to predict if this is going to be a signed case. But we need to feed that data back so they know what to look for. So that's what we've set up for Mike Morse Law. And they that involves making Google and Facebook ads talk to their CRM through different methods of connecting those and then setting up a method where we send that data back to create the feedback loops. So that was a big project with our tech team. But fortunately, we have ninjas in our tech team who can build any, anything that as long as they know what they need to build, you know, that they can build it. How long does it typically, like for them, what was the turnaround time for saying a case was good to go? It would vary. So it could be, it could sometimes be a day, but sometimes it could take, you know, as I said, it might take longer. It might take one to two weeks. They just have to look at different factors, get more information from the client and do some investigating. And then they take it to their team, look at the pros and cons, the likelihood of success. And then they'll mark those cases, either they refer them out or Basically, well, they may say they just can't help them or it's mm-hmm. not the right case, but then they'll, when they mark the case signed up, that goes to the next level and then they get a team working on that case to start pushing it forward. All right. And so the way these ad algorithms work is basically like a neural network, right? They have all the inputs and they're going to connect the dots to whatever output you tell it or whatever outcome you want, right? And if you're not giving them the proper outcome, it's going to optimize. Exactly. They need to know what to pay attention to what success looks like. In e-commerce, it's easy. A sale is a sale. There's no ambiguity there. But for leads, if we're just getting leads, we could get thousands of leads and if we could talk to Google or Facebook, they might be like, yeah, crushing it. You asked us to get leads. Here you go. Here's a thousand leads. You're welcome. But what's the quality of those leads? Are they leading to signed cases? What's training the machines to recognize all the signals that are going to make this a high probability of a, you know, of a profitable case or a successful case? So when you can send that data back, that what becomes really powerful because then the platforms connect that over and over again to the ad clicks. And then as the volume increases, it just picks up momentum and it gets better and better. They're self-learning algorithms. How much do you, I miss mean, more of an Ollie question. How often do you see this other personal injury lawyers or lawyers in general using offline conversions to optimize? They need to do more and more, but they don't do that much. Usually when they do it, they are like a little bit lost. They don't know exactly that's where they should think about this offline conversion. And they should know what they're getting. Like Nick said, if they get leads, an agency, they're working with an agency and they get leads. It doesn't really matter if they don't know which lead gets them to a signed case. So they are lost, they're giving budget without knowing. Here they know, and that's why 
helping us to get better traffic because we don't know because Facebook won't. What we want is same case. It's just not just somebody calling for five seconds and it's okay, it's a call. No, it's not really a call. And, and really, on, on the Google side, a lot of firms are in the arena, the combat arena of just bidding for clicks, trying to be first, which is important for sure. But when you're paying plus $100 for clicks, you want to have an edge. And if you're not running offline conversion tracking, you're just going to bid to be first. But Google's going to bid to be first on everybody. In one instance in this period, we're working with Mike Moss Law, we paid $873 for one click. But that click ended up in a signed up case. So would we pay $873 for a click? In this case, absolutely. But Google knew to bid that high because it looked at all the different signals. And yes, we're going to win this click, this auction, because this one's going to be a case. And when you're only bidding for clicks, you don't have that. That's the difference. You don't have that intelligence. So most personal injury lawyers are kind of playing chess against each other for clicks and leads. And we're over yeah. here playing 40 chess for actual. And I would say even maybe not even chess, just getting in like some kind of like big boxing ring and just all battling it out to be paying it, paying for clicks to be first. So it's, I wouldn't even say it's chess. So but it's just a, it's just kind of forging each other to try and bid in, in this bidding war without looking beyond that. And optimizing for the thing that doesn't really necessarily matter for them. I think it matters for the agency. Like as an agency owner, like you're always looking for a KPI where it looks like you're making progress. If you don't know any better, you don't know that there is offline conversions with Google. If you don't know that there is a 90-day conversion window, which means you actually have a longer time period in which to get the right data, the right event that you actually really want, which is a signed case. After a case review period, not a call, not a lead, not a click on your ad. It's an actual signed case, which really matters to the law firm. Unless you're smart enough to be able to figure all of that out, you're advertising, you're just going to be in that bidding war to be number one for car accident attorney or personal injury lawyer. It's, you're not going to move the needle on your business until you actually start optimizing and training the algorithm. And Google's, what, 72 million data points on every human on the planet, Nick? Uh, yeah. That's a lot of data. And we all have ways. We all have maps. We all have tracking on our phones. We've got the Android devices. They know when we're texting and driving. They know when we go to a bar and then we drive home. They know if we're using apps while we're driving. They know when we're Gmailing while we're driving. Google knows so much. And I think to your earlier point, it can almost predict when an accident is going to happen. If you give it the wrong inputs to say, just give me people who are going to call me instead of give me people that are signed cases, that changes the whole dynamic. And I, that's a key, not really sexy part of this whole thing, like the landing page and the copy and the avatars and the Google strategy, like, oh, that's cool. But underlying like the foundation of all this was that tracking component and setting that up and the patience of our client and you, Nick, communicating and saying, hey, this ain't going to be easy. Yeah, it's going to be like surgery without anesthesia for the first months. Like you said, it might have taken a little bit more than a month. It's like This is complex. It's hard to set this stuff up. You can certainly do it if you're a personal injury lawyer, but I think that's the key to all of this. And then having the wherewithal to be able to spend and rely and trust that the result is going to come, I think that's the long game here. Yeah, absolutely. And 
to Mike Morris's credit, like they were good, great partners on this. This is a long, this is a long time. How long would you say this whole project took until we saw the results? The tracking, it it was at least three months. That was at least a three month project. And usually, it looked at the setting up this kind of tracking, we need to work with developers. So that adds another element because we're we're moving into an area there which you know, we don't have it's it, we don't have full domain over. So websites, you need to be very careful. We can't just have our tech team go in there and start changing code around, doing things like that, because only the developers really are familiar with how the site works. They know what's not going to break. They're also dealing with all the projects they're dealing with for the site. Huge amount of traffic running to the Mike Moore site. And fortunately, the developers were great to work with, but it still took some time to make sure we were going to set this up. It wasn't going to break anything else. And we want to do it right because... A day down on their website could cost them, could potentially cost them millions. So it's a process where our tech team, you know, they're not here. The language they use, I don't understand it. They talk in a language that's all data layers and APIs and integrations. And, you know, that's where we say, hey, this is what we want. Can you build this? They look at it and they say, yes, we can. It's going to take time. Yes, it is. We've got to work with their developers. And they go and talk to the developers in their language. And we make the progress. And then you also have the CRM, okay? Because the CRM they use is, I believe it's a popular CRM for law firms, but it doesn't have native integrations. So we had to set up integrations and then connect Zapier, webhooks, setting up all these pieces to make sure everything talks to each other. Then they have the call tracking software, CallRail. So that has to talk to everything too. So you're laying on all these different parts that all have to talk to each other and integrate and make sure it's all working. So that, that's why I said, this is not something you just set up over a weekend. It takes time, it takes, it's a project, it needs to be project managed, but that's okay. We can do that because the end goal is so valuable, it's worth it. But like I said, there, Google has released some features that are making this even easier, and it's so exciting. So the unsung heroes here really are the tracking. and the- Oh, ab- absolutely. In the background, what they go through to set this up I have to assume that's JJ. Big shout out to JJ. All right, there you go. (laughs) When I look at some of the threads with the developers in the Slack threads, I get to two paragraphs in and I I need to go lay down and have a rest. (laughs) (laughs) I've wandered in there before, Nick. It's like uh, my head just immediately starts hurting, but I'm so glad we. (laughs) But we do have a new tool where you could take all that, throw it to chat GPT and ask him to explain it like a five-year-old. Oh, there you go. Uh, well, that's true. Got to go over to that channel. Just copy and paste it over. Yeah. All right. So we've got specific on the avatars, got into their head and what they're th- thinking, what kind of platform they're on and how that platform should interact with them, whether that's mobile or desktop. We have offline conversions to make sure that we are getting the right inputs back into Google for actually good cases. We've removed bad keywords, done a lot of work there on that side. What else have we done? The I think the meta side is what's really interesting here because the firm they had in they just had this assumption that meta ads, Facebook, Instagram, paid social were not a viable channel because they were in some ways fixated on we just need the people who are urgently calling. And they they tried Facebook ads in the past, wasn't done correctly, so it didn't work. 
but we were actually we were able to run the Facebook ads to the avatar we talked about who some time had passed and focusing on the message through the deep dive research using the, getting the case studies getting the videos of the past or clients who had been in situations it was just so powerful because you can use those videos then and you're targeting and we're still optimizing for contacts but again meta is still able to identify who is most likely going to be the right audience so that's the difference when you're running in google search all you have is three headlines and two descriptions that are 30 characters each, 90 characters for the descriptions. You can't really be so, you have so much creativity and there's so much you can do in that text. But again, using the tracking and everything that we set up, so we're feeding Google signals, we've got that edge in that arena. But with Facebook ads, it's, I think so many law firms aren't taking advantage of paid social. And who is not, in terms of the clients, who is not on paid social these days? Like very few people. It's just a no-brainer. But you have to have the right creative. You have to have the right messaging. You have to use the paid social in the right right way. So that, that comes from the deep dive research we did and putting the clients first, speaking to them and the positioning that Lynn and Maria were talking about. Yeah, and also really having a well understanding of those two avatars, and that secondary avatar. You still might capture some immediacy in a Facebook ad. So there is, we used Facebook forms. We used a Facebook dedicated number on their social ads. We used call extensions. Not going to get into the technical details there. But the point is like there were leads that were coming in through Facebook just onto itself, just based upon the messaging, based upon the avatar, based upon our knowledge of and understanding of what creatives work, what messaging does work. But also a key part to that is the interplay between Facebook, Meta, and Google, which is key. It's like there's a portion of people that are going to see an ad. We all love these, Tom, view-through conversions. They see an ad on Facebook, and then they go Google Mike Morse, or mm. in their case, Mike Morris. A lot of people do that, and they have right. a page, by the way, that says, are you looking for Mike Morse? Which is brilliant. little ninja tip there. And then you guys on the Google team changed your bidding to have this really nice curve where all of a sudden – those brand name searches. I see the ad on Meta. Who is this Mike Morse guy? Seems like he's in Michigan. Seems trustworthy. Cool. Doesn't look like a lawyer standing in front of a of the Supreme Court with a three-piece suit. Like I think I'll call him, but I'm going to Google him first. We started to appear more for those searches, right, Nick and Ollie? But I think the Meta use case that you're just talking about is fits perfectly within our customer acquisition amplification framework, where people who are potentially unaware that they have a problem or they know they have a problem, just don't know that the solution exists. That's the stage at which we're entering the conversation in their head. And that's what the creative is for, talking, using the story creative, showing other people that have gone through this to give them hope. I, did anybody, any of you work on the creative for the meta side? Not personally. I believe we. it was... A lot of the creative was based around the testimonials. So using, I get, you could call it UGC. So that's, again, putting the people, making it more human and putting the relatable stories first, retargeting. So if somebody did Google first, goes to the site, but something happens, I don't know, some, while they're, after they've been in an accident or life happens or whatever, then being able to go and retarget those people 
is very important too if they've been to the site. So it's really the most powerful strategy these days has to take into account multiple platforms and where people account for where people may be. They may see a Facebook ad first and go and Google. Happens all the time. Or they may Google, go to the site, and okay, life happens, but then we need to retarget them. And that's where Facebook and paid social can be so powerful. So this is where camp, this is where this came from. It's the recognition that if you're relying on one traffic source, I think those days are, if they're not over, there there's an expiration date on being able to do that. So you really need to look at the entire marketing mix. We've done pieces of camp for a variety of other clients, but this is like the ultimate, whether it's the creative lab and all the creative we've done, conversion architecture, tra- all the traffic harmonizer, where all these sources are feeding the same thing. I think it's, I know it's something Ralph's been extremely proud to present. Yeah, because it works if it's done the right way. I think the a key to this, and I don't mean to keep shouting these guys out, but you need patience when it comes to this. And I think it's it's really important. Ad agencies, what like as soon as you send that first invoice, the client's looking for a result. I get it. Like I'm, we're technically clients of Tier Eleven for our advertising. And I'm always like, all right, guys, when are we getting more lead? All that sort of stuff. But the point is like. These guys understood, the Mike Morse team, they understood this is a long game that we have to play here. And that's that could be a very convenient excuse for an agency to just waste time and take their money. So I think there has to be trust that sort of starts. And they had the trust that, okay, we can do this. We can produce this result through sort of face-to-face management of expectations. But understanding that what we're trying to do here is complex. It's not like a one-trick pony. I'm not going to just show you like, hey, look at the clicks that I got. Everyone else is paying $200. I'm paying $20 a click. But what does that mean for my law firm? Showing we're really care, we care about results, but it's the blending of that customer acquisition and amplification super system all together and how mm-hmm. it all works together. And that's why there's multiple people on this call here today and multiple people behind the scenes that are on this call today that worked on this project to get this tremendous result. But I do think it comes back to the relationship that we have with the client itself. If you're a personal injury lawyer, you're listening to this, or you're watching this right now, you're like, yeah, Tier 11. Yeah, we definitely want to hire them. And you want results within two weeks? Call some other guy. Call some other agency. Seriously. Or even two months. Really, we're, we don't have time to be frustrated alongside you. But if you trust the end game, and you're doing the right thing as a firm and there's communication and there's back and forth. It's a two-way street. It's not a one-way street in the agency game. Or if you're watching this for your internal team, it's the same thing. And you as a manager, it's a CMO, a VP of marketing. Like it's not all about like you just demanding results. You have to give and take here. Because as much as this is a templatable formula we're talking about, and we can do this in any state, in any city. No, not another one in Michigan, by the way. So if you're a Michigan PI lawyer, forget it. We'll refer you out. The point is, this is a duplicatable system, but it does need to be a two-way street. And you can do it for your own team, or you can do it with an agency. If you want to do it with us, certainly happy to talk to you, for sure. I can see our marketing message now. Tier 11, we'll get you $800 clicks. We'll just spend $800 on a click if you don't know that this click is going to convert if you're sending it to the right place. That's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. How do they view attribution, right? So I know we've come from this phase where 
traditionally there's a lot more like platform specific attribution and like trying to balance there for something like this it's so complex how does mike morris view attribution and know and coach us that's on what's a really good question now this extends to their out of home advertising their tv because Colrail, the platform they use for their call tracking they can use different numbers for different different plat- different platforms so even if they use 855 call mike if they run a TV ad and they see certain phone calls happening at that time, CallRail can actually attribute even for, to, for TV ads. And I'm not sure how it works with billboards, but the way it works for the website, if people go to the website from a certain traffic source, or if they click on an Instagram ad or a Facebook ad, the number will swap in the website. So the number they see on the website will be specific to the platform they just came from. So then they're able to see where that lead came from. Google Ads, they know that's how they know it came from Google Ads. That's how they know it came from Facebook Ads. CallRail, the two main call tracking platforms, CallRail, call tracking metrics, they both work in a similar way. But the, in this case, it was it's CallRail that, that's been used. It's interesting. Yeah, and even if somebody, this is pretty amazing, if somebody clicks on a Facebook or Google ad, th- this works for online sources. Just say they click on the ad, go to the website, but just say they're on desktop. Now, they're still going to see that tracking number. So if they just pick up their phone and manually dial in that number they see, the platforms are still able to use the time frame to match that up to the original ad click. Wow. Yeah. I know Google's rolling out there out of home. Is there any plan to implement that here? Or they, Mike Morris guys, that's, yeah, that's exciting. We're still waiting on the features there, but that's, you know, I think that's one of the exciting things potentially for Performance Max with lead gen because we haven't used Performance Max in, the, in this case because, as we know, it's common knowledge that there are some issues with lead gen and Performance Max. But I see it's inevitable that Google's going to solve this problem. And then that's, don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole Performance Max, but the whole idea of Performance Max is to connect the bottom of the funnel to the top of the funnel and imagine connecting streaming TV ads, billboards, cinema ads, podcast ads, all back to the very bottom of funnel brand searches. And that's I think that's Google's end game to, to finally make this link, have this whole advertising inventory from bottom of funnel brand searches through to YouTube, through to billboards. That's It's pretty incredible, but I think that's where it's headed. Great. Does anybody have anything else to add on this case study or in general? I have one. Because we talked the show during the about the land landing page we did. But let's not forget that sometimes when they do branding, they're gonna go back on their website. So the home page optimization is also very important. So if they think only on the lender, because we direct to the lender, some other people they will go to the organic result and then maybe go to the home page. So the home page have to be also optimized with some law firm, some other business in general. They don't understand that. They think, okay, the lender is going to do everything. But if they come back to your homepage and the homepage sucks and doesn't convert. <laughs> that's right. actually help them optimize their homepage as well. Yeah. Because it's important mm, for our business. Yeah, because yeah, it, it's great to have a killer new landing page. But then if, you're, if people come back later and they go to your site, and it's like, is it the same business? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know one of the big things, it's another sort of tech 
side of the equation is the load speed. I know for the lander that that you all used primarily, but I have to assume of the same was the same sort of tech improvements were also potentially even done on the homepage. Because if a, if, if a page takes more than three seconds to load, losing typically like 70 upwards percent of your traffic. And that's a big one. We got that one up to like 98 speed, which is, that's a key. Like it's all these little things all coming together. So it makes this such a cool, as a marketer, like geek out on it. But yeah, it's just one more thing. Uh, super good point on the homepage too. It's got to be consistent with the brand. If the landing page was completely separate or different from the homepage, people are like, I'm in the wrong place, backpack or thumb, swipe, whatever it is. Super important. If you, the viewer, want to grab the case study, you can head over to tier11.com slash personal. You can get it over there and see everything that we did. Otherwise, if there is nothing else, thanks for joining us, Ralph, Nick, Glenn, Maria, and Ollie, congratulations on all the hard work and the success you had on this one. It's really fun to see and share. And if you are interested in working with Tier 11, head over to tier11.com. There's a big old apply button or get your, let's currently say, get your growth plan. Click on that, apply, and we'd love to chat with you, whether you're a personal injury lawyer, e-com, coach. We service all kinds of clients. Thank you, everybody. And we'll see you next time. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic, 